You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. This week's episode is so timely as we move into the holiday season. It's with Kate from Bobble Stockings. I've been a fan of hers since she started, and Will and I just got our first Bobble Stockings for Christmas. I love the tradition behind them and that they give back, but I'll let her share more on that later. Before we dive in, though, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite things, wine. If you follow me on Insta, then you guys know that I love trying new wines and learning more about them, which is why I'm so excited to share Wine Still Sold Out, aka WTSO, with you today. They are a pioneer of the flash sale wine marketplace and just celebrated their 15-year anniversary so that you know that they can be trusted. They have high-quality wines with prices 30 to 70% off retail and deliver right to your door. I personally have shopped them for years and always find something amazing. Plus, I love their fun virtual tastings and suggested pairings. There's something for everyone, whether you know nothing about wine, but you just enjoy a nice glass of wine, or if you nerd out on it like I do. Now is the time to stock up before holiday entertaining, and you can find a gift for everyone. There's no membership fees or subscriptions, just access to a variety of rotating wines daily. If you use code PREPPY at checkout, you'll get $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more, plus free shipping. Head to WTSO.com to start your wine journey with me and wine still sold out. So that's WTSO.com and use code PREPPY at checkout. All right. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hi, my name is Kate Stewart. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I sell miniature Christmas stockings for a living. They're called bobble stockings. I love that. I mean, that's like a dream job. It's like Christmas all the time, right? How can you not be happy? I actually do listen to Christmas music year-round. It is a guilty pleasure. (laughs) That's like me. I watch The Holiday, I swear, once a week, and it's not a holiday movie to me. Same thing with Love, actually. Will makes fun of me all the time. He's like, you're watching this? Like, it's not Christmas. But it just makes me so happy. I feel like that's how it is with just like Christmas and Christmas things in general, you know? It's, I think that's the whole thing is joy, right? What brings you joy. And Home Alone 2 is my favorite movie of all time. I, <laughs> it doesn't just have to be about Christmas. It's just they're usually happy movies. Definitely. So now tell me about growing up. Are you from Atlanta originally or where did you grow up? Like were you creative or entrepreneurial? Like what was it like as a child for you? I grew up in Atlanta. Um, I actually started my life in Vinings, which is a little suburb. And then we moved out to Huntcliffe. These are Atlanta people will know these marks. And then we decided Huntcliffe was too far away. So we moved into Sandy Springs. And now I live about a mile from my high school home (laughs) in Sandy Springs. Um, So growing up, my dad has his own company. My dad is in real estate investment. So he does like mostly personal storage, like mini storage, Um, super sexy. Uh, (laughs) That's where I came from. So I... um, I ran a study abroad for two years in Panama. And when I came home from that, my dad's um, secretary was 72 and she met a guy online 
and she was getting married and moving to Colorado. So he had a job opening. So that's how I, I started Bobble Stockings, but working under my dad as an entrepreneur. So I guess I grew up with an entrepreneurial background, just following him around. Yeah. I feel like being around that though, it just, it's empowering, you know, seeing other people have their own business and make their own money. I guess, you know, it's funny you say that. It was never about money. We never really like, it was just about having your own hours, I think. Yeah. And having your own, your own thing that you're doing. And it's, I laugh about what dad does because my husband is in the same business as my dad. Okay. And it's, it's not, it's got a lot of nitty gritty details and it's very mm-hmm. interesting to a specific sect of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be my, my job is maybe the same, but I find my job is interesting to most people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yours is fun. You deal with like color and design and all of that, right? <laughs> uh, you don't meet a lot of people in the miniature stocking business. <laughs> okay. So now when it came time for school, I know you said you did a study abroad program, but like where and what did you end up studying? Was it entrepreneurship? Was it some sort of business degree? Like, tell me about that. Oh, I studied at Florida State uh, in Tallahassee, and I studied public relations. So I haven't taken a business course ever. Um, I wish I'd taken more math classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I mean, it does help in terms of like we do so much for. I do a lot of writing for Bobble Stockings, telling our story um, in writing a lot, and so that's kind of my background with education. I studied abroad in Switzerland, actually. And then when I graduated college, I went around the world by myself for six months and went to like 25 countries and then came home and ran a bakery. Okay. So my, my background is a little uh, all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So back up then. So your first career then was running this bakery, right? Yes. So, so it was- tell me about that. Like, how did that come about? Like, <laughs> are you into baking too? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I made a lot of pies. When I first came home from college, I was making pies all the time. And, and I really like ice cream pies, by the way, if you want a favorite pie. But oh my, gosh. So my dad, I had an internship at a PR company mm-hmm. and my dad was like, well, I was like, I'm going to go make, I'm going to open this pie company. And he was like, you need to go work for a baker first. And he happened to know a baker oh my and gosh. sent me in there for a job, you know, like for like an hourly job just to see what it was like. And it was wholesale baking. So it was baking for restaurants, hotels, caterers. And I was, I got in at 9am and I was the last person to see what had been baked the night before, because like my bakers worked from seven to seven, mostly like 7pm to 7am. My drivers got there at 3am. So like by 9am when I walked in, it was like, I got the crumbs of what was left. Yeah. Um, And that was, it was great. I, I love that boss and I love that job. And he kind of let me do I went from being an hourly worker to being like the second in charge. Like I did all this, like I love a good checklist. Um, I did all of our sales. I increased sales about 20% for the year. Um, My first year there and it was like a 16 year old company. Uh, I just knocked on doors with free bread. People let me in. Wow. Which is good advice. Like I've interviewed a lot of people and we say like, give out samples. Like that's the best way to get the word out or like food, like come up with something really pretty for free for them. People love that. (laughs) Yeah. No one, no one hated the girl with baked goods. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So you were there and then 
did you end up opening your own bakery ever? Like what was the no, next step from there? No, no, no. So, you know, the baker, no one pays the baker and then the baker mm-hmm. can't pay his employees. And, mm-hmm. and and Alex, my boss would say that too. It was, it was a really time consuming job and I was making nothing. There was no way I was going to move out of my parents' house. Um, so I left there. I had a two week stint at Jenny Craig. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I lost 30 pounds on Jenny Craig when I graduated college. Wait, so you went from baking pies to then Jenny Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I did not last at Jenny Craig. I was not, I was not a good employee. Um, so from there, I think I, I moved to, no, I don't know what I did next. Uh, at some point I moved to Panama for an internship to Central okay. America. And then I came up and I was a grant writer at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Then I moved to Panama again and ran the study abroad. You'll see a pattern. I like to run things. Um, I became in charge of that study abroad. And then I came back. I was my dad's admin and started my company while as my dad's admin. Okay. So now that leads us to bobble stockings. So where did the inspiration come from? Like, talk to me a little bit about that, like that aha moment where you're like, you know what? I want to do this. So when I, so growing up, my mom always had a bobble stocking and the bobble stocking is an ornament size needlepoint stocking that hangs on the tree. And like my parents didn't have full size stockings on the mantle. Oh. Um, so one year my dad, and I don't remember when this happened because for, for as long as I know it was forever. Um, okay. One year my dad was like, Dale, did you look in your bobble stocking? And my mom was like, or, or, did you look in your stocking? Mom said, what stocking? I don't, I don't have a stocking. And he goes, the one on the tree. And she had needle pointed the stockings years before, I guess. And he put a present in there and he really liked her reaction to getting that present. Mm. So he, we started doing it every year. And my brothers and dad and I would go and think of like the perfect gift. And it didn't have to fit in this tiny stocking. It just had to be, you know, there could be a clue, but it was the best present of Christmas. And it was to say, thank you for all she had done to make the magic happen. Right. Like all oh. holiday season, my mom was doing stuff. So I thought every mom had one of these things. <laughs> I thought it was like a given that mom got the last best gift because she did all the work. <laughs> um, so when I got engaged to my husband around Christmas time, I said, well, when do I get my bobble stocking? And he said, what are you talking about? I said, you know what the good presents come in. <laughs> and he said, no, I don't. And I Googled it and it didn't pop up. We started polling our friends and didn't pop up. And so I finally called my parents. We were on this like huge New Year's trip with like 14 couples, something crazy. And um, I called them. I said, nobody knows about the bobble stocking. And they were like, yeah, we made that up. <laughs> so that was in 2010 when I got engaged. Oh my gosh. talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so you went through all of life thinking that like everyone had a bobble stocking and not everyone put stockings on the fireplace, basically. Yes, like I thought, like, at first, I, I just thought it was for moms. I, I thought it was like, or for like the mom of the family. Like, yeah, the matriarch of the family. Yeah. Of the good things. Um, so then we, so we launched bobble stockings in 2018. Peter, my husband was like, you keep talking about this. Like, why don't you make it happen? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can't figure out how to get a manufacturer because needlepoint manufacturing is super challenging. Yeah. Um, there are only, I think, four needlepoint manufacturing companies in the world. Um, and he was like, well, try Alibaba, which Alibaba, for those who don't know, is like, it's, it's, people say it's like Amazon, but it's not like Amazon. It's like a manufacturer's Amazon. Yeah. So you go on there and it's mostly Asian country, like people from Asian country, like manufacturers. Yeah. 
in Asia. Um, and so I went on there and I talked to a few different people and for a year. And then my husband and I thought we had found the right partners and we flew to China to meet them. Oh, wow. And then we got there. I was 12 weeks pregnant with Calder, with my son. And they immediately told me I couldn't meet the team who would be stitching my products. And I felt super uncomfortable about it. Like I just, I didn't like that vibe because my product is a hundred percent hand stitched. So I really needed to see what was happening. So I left there and I started emailing people around the world. Um, I talked to about 50 different groups around the world and most of them responded, Kate, we don't know how to needlepoint per se, but if you come and teach us, we can do it. And mind you, I didn't know how to needlepoint. Um, but I also at that point either was pregnant or had a small baby. Okay. So, um, and I had a two-year-old. So um, almost gave up. I started crying one day. It was a Tuesday night in March and I was crying and I was like, all right, you know, I've put two years into this. Uh, it's just not meant, if I can't do it right, it's not, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you didn't have any product then. Like you, I had like samples from the okay. Chinese company. Got it. Okay. I had samples. I had done all the artwork. Um, and I think we'd taken our first photos. Like we'd done our first photo shoot thinking oh. this was going to be okay. And then, yeah. it was, then it was not okay. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay. So, so Peter goes, search needlepoint belts one more time. And I just never, I was kind of rude about it. I was like, I know who makes all the needlepoint belts. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet. He said, just do it. And I searched and this company in hate popped up. Good threads. They are fair trade. They are employing single moms. They have a school for a hundred and something kids. They, I mean, everything I could ever want in a partner. Yeah. And I wrote them at 10, 15 on a Tuesday and said, hi, I'm Kate. This is what I want to do. Would y'all help me? A little scared. They were just going to take my idea and steal it. Yeah. Um, and they were back and said, yeah, we need the jobs. Oh. And so it's been, so that's, I switched my manufacturing to Haiti and that's just, that's my drive. And they went from 82 women when I started there and we now employ over 600 women. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And so how long ago was that then? Four years ago. So we okay. moved all production in 2000, like the year I launched 2018 is the year yeah. I moved all my production to Haiti. Oh my gosh. I love that. And the team at Good Threads is so nice. I actually knew them like probably right before you started working with them then. They show at America's Mart. They're, they used to um, across from one of my clients. David, and they're just you like, your <laughs> yes, and they're so sweet. So that's amazing. Okay, so let's talk then steps to launching it. So now you have you had your samples. Now you're able to produce too. You feel good about it. So what were some of the steps to like getting it off the ground? Like obviously website, um, like social media. Like tell me a little bit about that <laughs> nitty gritty. <laughs> All right, social media. I thought that I could like make a page on Inst- like a website. Like I thought I could make an Instagram page without posting anything. <laughs> set up, and it turns out that is not true. Instagram <laughs> alerts all of your contacts that you've set up a new page. <laughs> so that was actually in January before I met David. Is I accidentally launched, and that was really a stressful day. <laughs> um, no, I don't think anybody remembers that but me. But I remember the pain of that day. Um, and then two days later, a company called Fig and Dove out of Baton Rouge. Uh-huh. Because high in Christmas decor, they contacted me and they said, Hey, do you want to do a collaboration? Oh my gosh. And I was like, uh, sure. What, what does that entail? <laughs> and I have three pages of notes that I took in that meeting with Colleen and her assistant at the time, Kate. 
And I literally emailed them to like my best friend and my parents being like, okay, this is what collaborating means in this. <laughs> I, I like took all these crazy, I'm sure it'd be funny to like look back on for both me and Colleen. Now we've learned so much in the last three years. Yeah. Um, Cause she was about a year old at the time. Like her. Oh, okay. was um, all right. So we did that graphic designer was huge. Uh, I think most, most people have agreed that the bobble stockings branding is very on point. That is not my doing. Um, <laughs> that is uh, Jenna Inman here in Atlanta. She's a graphic designer who happens to be one of my best friends since I was four. Um, so she did it. And if you actually take the B, the bobble stockings, the B off the top of it and turn it on its side, it's a crown because we're the crown oh. jewel of Christmas. Oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, I got to look at your logo now again. <laughs> I need to like weave that back into the story. But like that was one of the initial like when I was explaining to her what we were and I just, I love it. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yes. Uh, other first steps. I launched my, so I first did a friends and family launch um, advice to other people. Don't give your friends and families discounts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did this like 40%, which 40% off. If you're going to do 40%, that's a lot. it's a lot and you might as well do BOGO. Like people yeah. like BOGO better. So um, if you're going to do 40, do 50, but also don't give your friends discounts ever. Yeah, um, <laughs> I learned that a lot of them like paid full price and I sent them their money back. Oh like, my I, gosh. Like, I was like, you forgot to put in the discount code. And they were like, no, I was just supporting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a good lesson to learn that I, that I can tell you now. Um, now, now that I don't discount ever basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we've got, uh, I launched America's Mart. I am a huge fan of America's Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, I launched. Is that the Hall- only, is that the only show you show at then? Do you go to Dallas or New York? I did New York now once. Okay. I got my, my butt kicked in New York. It was real fun to be there, but. It's mm-hmm. a whole different market. And no it's so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, they gave me a very good discount to be there. And like, I brought in a friend to help me. Yes. Anyway, it was amazing. People in New York, though, in Atlanta, people like if you make eye contact with them and you're like, I like your dress, they will stop and talk to you. In New York, no one makes eye contact. Like they are on their way somewhere. It's like you're walking on the streets of New York. show. (laughs) No one, even my current customers, even customers who had bought to me three weeks before at America's Mart did not make eye contact with me. And I'd be like, we're friends. I know (laughs) you like me. (laughs) It's like a whole different crowd. It's funny because some of my clients either do like really well in Atlanta or really well in New York. And some of my like local stores that I know, it's either like they go to New York or they go to Atlanta. Like there's such different markets. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a wild thing. And maybe I'll try New York again someday, but I, yeah. I America's Mart is just like, I love them. And honestly, I feel like they love me. Like we, we're like best friends on Instagram. <laughs> Totally. Um, I think because I'm like their craziest vendor because I'm like smiling. No. All, I'm like in my happy place at America's Mart. I like mm-hmm. I'm always really stoked to be there. Mm-hmm. And America's Mart likes that. And I think they like that. I think at first they felt maybe they felt a little bamboozled when I got on the floor and they figured out I'd never taken an order before. <laughs> um, <laughs> But now that I now that we're successful, I think they're like she she launched her company on our floor. Yeah, they get it. <laughs> um, so I love the high design floor there. That's where I am, which is like it's fifty percent juried, fifty percent based on your product. So it's like fifty percent based on that your booth is like very pretty. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a cool floor to be on because it's a bunch of different things. 
Like yeah. there's no like, oh, it's home or, oh, it's clothes or whatever. It's just a, a hodgepodge maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's a I, floor. Yes. I like it. It usually has white carpets. They took them away this year, which I was a little, they said COVID made them take away the white carpets. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. That was literally their excuse. They're like COVID. No white carpets <laughs> for you. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I, I totally make, and I, and I do that on my stories on Instagram. Um, if anybody has interest in doing the, the doing marts, I have like two very, very large, what are those called? Story highlights. Okay. Yep. On like my tips and tricks for Mart. No, that's awesome. So let's talk about then getting the word out now. So we talked a little bit about launching and getting the product. So how did you spread the word? It sounded like some of it just came naturally. Like people were contacting you once you had your Instagram up, friends were buying, but what's been like your greatest marketing tool, would you say? Ooh. All right. So don't be fooled. Uh, I sat outside many a show, like outdoor shows in Atlanta. So it wasn't super cold, but it was, it was cold. Like I have a heater made just for me standing outdoors. Um, (laughs) And I had people buy like two stockings. Like I had one day where one person bought two stockings and I like almost cried. I was so excited. Um, which at the time, like, yeah, that was super, I, you know, uh, things change, but, but so, I mean, getting the word out was tough, especially that first year when I, when I was so focused on it being for mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we realized when people, people started telling me they were throwing the tag away. Like I had this whole cute little tag I'd made for the inside about how it was oh. the final present for the matriarch or whatever. And they were like, yeah, I'm tossing that because I'm giving it to my kids or I'm giving it to my girlfriend or my grandma or whoever. Yeah. And so then we had to re, I actually, on the New York floor, like on the floor at New York, I changed my entire pitch. Oh. And I was like, it's not just for mom anymore. It's for everybody. And that is when the floodgates opened. Um, And it got, it got, to me, it got a lot bigger that year regardless, but it opened it up and women couldn't buy it for themselves, right? You can't buy yourself a gift and then go, Hey guys, you have to fill this every year. Oh, I did. I, I just bought mine and I'm going to tell <laughs> like, just so you know, this is how this works. <laughs> well, so I, all right. I like that attitude, but a lot of women are preferably go, okay. like diamonds inside. No. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm in so many high end jewelry stores now. Um, but you buy one for the kids, you buy one for your husband, you buy, you know, like you buy one for everybody now. Yeah. Um, so it works out really well. And then some women are buying them for themselves and they call it BYOB, bring your own bobble and they treat themselves every year. It's like they're a reminder. Oh, I like that too. I earned this. Yeah. Okay. So now I need two for myself. One that I tell Willie is to buy me something and one that I buy myself a present. (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, it's so fun. And, um, so where were we? We were launching and getting around, but then, all right. So in 2018, no, 2018, I launched. 2019 happened. It was great. 2020, Mm. I knew I was going to need help. Um, I had been talking to PR companies. I interviewed three PR companies. Okay. And I was supposed to, they were supposed to come on to start like April 1, maybe May 1 is when uh, LBH PR code started for me, was when they were supposed to. But we learned that basically I put my order in for the year way back in November. And so I was supposed to be getting my final order for the year in March. And I was like, so stoked. I was like, oh, this COVID thing won't hit me. Like it'll be done by Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I've got all my inventory being made. I'm so ahead of schedule. And my uh, teammate, David and Haiti, my partner, he called me just to set up um, 
just to really set up like the final shipment. Yeah. And he's, you've met David, I guess. So David is super blunt. He is like not, he doesn't ask for help, but he also like doesn't beat around the bush about anything. He's like, yeah. So after we ship this to you, we're going to lay off about 70% of the employees. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, because we don't have our shows. Like we're not selling belts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, their sales, they didn't have a sales rep in, in the U S at that time. And there were no shows and okay. no other stores yeah. were selling stuff. And I was about to get all my stuff. And I was like, well, what, what's going to happen? What are the people going to do? And I really was naive at the time. Uh, I really thought like, didn't enter my mind that like jobs at McDonald's don't exist in Haiti, you know? Yeah. And his response was Kate, they're going to suffer. It's Haiti. Oh my gosh. And I like my heart dropped and I was like, okay, you know, like, all right, I don't, you know, like I don't have any money. I've already spent all my money on inventory for the year. Yeah. I've already bought all the inventory I need plus 20% more. Cause I thought maybe I would sell 20, you know, like me and my like eagerness. I'll sell 20% yeah. more than I did last year. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? And so I sat on it for like two days and I just kind of like wandered around my house during COVID. And then I got on Instagram stories and I like started, I, I like feel teary even thinking about it, but I got on stories and I was like, guys, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to risk my entire company right now. And I'm going to sell all the inventory I just bought, buy one, get one. And for every one I sell, I'm going to buy one from okay. Haiti so that all these women can keep their jobs. And, you know, $85 for a miniature stocking is a lot, but it's, it's actually lower than what like traditional retail market would be. Like if yeah. I was just working up the way traditional people do, um, so doing it BOGO for me was like kind of a death sentence, I thought, but I, I didn't know what to do. And, and I asked Instagram for help. And what happened was we did not only sold. So David said for us to employ the women for three months, just to get through three months of COVID, uh-huh. we had to sell 2,400 stockings. Oh, wow. After I had committed, like we're going to employ them for three months. Yeah. I had sold less than 2,000 stockings the year before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was just like, oh crap, how am I going to do this? Um, and and I just started asking for help. I started asking anybody I could find on Instagram, you know, can you help me? Like, I don't, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and I reached out to the needlepoint community, which I had always followed, but had never talked to before because mm-hmm. I thought they wouldn't like me because I mass produced needlepoint. And Jessica from Lyset and Brooke from Thorne Alexander, they went above and beyond. Oh, yeah. To spread my message. They were the kindest people. Um, Brooke called me. Jessica did this huge post about us. She bought, Jessica actually bought 10 bobble stockings at full price and then gave them away throughout the holiday season in surprise boxes to her customers. Aww. Um, super cute, super kind. Uh, so anyway, so so that kind of like, when we talk about like launching points, like that was not meant to be a launching point, mm-hmm. but a lot of people heard our story and instead of it ruining my company, people got where my heart was. Yeah. And so many of those customers who bought at BOGO are return. Like I would, there's, we have a lot of return customers. Yeah. Um, well, I remember when you were posting that and, you know, all these influencers and needlepoint people, they were sharing it. And I remember that. Yeah. I think that I, and maybe I say that lesson uh, because sometimes what you think will ruin you will actually make you stronger mm-hmm. um, and people will get it more. People kind of paid attention and then the PR company came on the following month and they, and then, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. It was a ripple effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So 
What about collaborations? You've done a lot of them and it sounds like literally from the beginning. <laughs> so <laughs> talk to me, you know, about the mindset with that. I always think it's great. You know, it's like cross-pollination, like, but talk to me about some of the collaborations you've done, like what you've loved about them, that sort of thing. Oh my gosh. I love collaborations. So Fig and Dove is like the original, but that was just them designing stockings and they sold them. Okay. Um, and, but I did kind of learn from them that you could have guest artists because they work with some guest artists to help do certain things. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing about needlepoint is needlepoint translates insanely well with art. Like you can take any kind of art and put it into needlepoint because you can use different thread tones and stuff to show the strokes of a paintbrush and whatnot. So I reached out, I actually reached out to several artists the first time because our first collaboration artist was in 2019. Okay. And a lot of people like ignored me. Like they just were like, I don't know what you're talking about. You want me to give you my artwork on a stocking design and I don't get paid for it, but you're going to give some money to my charity. Yeah. You know, like they were like, I don't, I don't get it. But Kelly Fielden of Mason Brooks Designs, she did it. She was like, yes, I love this. Let's do this. And she painted this partridge in a pear tree. It, was, it is stunning. Um, yeah. And we've so, or we've given... I think we'll have given like $2,000 to her charity. Oh, wow. The Boys and Girls Club of Annapolis. Um, so it's kind of a way to keep giving back. Mm-hmm. And it's been so cool. So like this year we have tons of guest artists. Um, very notably is Nikki Hilton. Yes. Uh, who is who is amazing. And so she did five designs working with Brooke from Thorne Alexander, actually. And we're giving 10% of the profits to Animal Haven. Um, and Nikki has opened doors. Nikki has gotten us into sacks. We're having this huge launch party at Saks in December. Um, we are in Alice and Olivia because of her. I mean, Nikki's been, a, she's just been a great partner. Yeah. Um, and then we have Kimberly Whitman. We've got Aaron Gates. We've got uh, Mariana Goodall of, of Hibiscus Linens. I mean, we've got so many great artists out there. And now it's like super, we've artists come to us which is crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, But I love it because it's like, we're always finding ways to give back. Like we promote the artists as much as we can. You know, now they're all taking pictures with their side. It's like, I was afraid to ever ask them for help. You know, like they gave me this art and then I'm like, could you do this? Like, could you do that? But like now it's like they do, they take a lot of pride in them and they'll take pictures with their stockings. Um, And it's so much fun because you just get to meet and see and see designs that I could never think of any of these designs. Yeah. I mean, they're so clever and creative and artists are just cool in that way. Right. Like that they're all, you can tell, you can tell Aaron Gates's stocking versus um, Leslie Bixler's stocking. Like they're very mm-hmm. different. Uh, Definitely. No, that's so cool. So what's your favorite part about what you do then? Like what really makes you happy? Ooh, I love my job. I love everything. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> um, I can tell you, I can, there's like one thing that doesn't make me happy and then everything else I'm like, oh, it's the best. Um, so I do, I love, I love that we employ women in Haiti. I, mm-hmm. I love that we have this mission to employ a thousand women now and we're going to make it like, I know we can do it. It's like within reach. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just like, that's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And our next, our next goal is we really want to start it so that if you work for us, we pay for your kids' tuition. That's our next huge Aww. goal. And that's a huge. That's actually a really, really big goal for us. Um, but we want to make it so that you don't have to. It's not a. It's zero burden for your child to attend school if you work for us. Yeah, um, that's so nice. That's a big thing in Haiti. 
Um, so I love that. I love working with David. David is, he's brilliant. The, my partner in Haiti, mm-hmm. um, he comes up with all these ideas that first I'll be like, you're nuts. And then like <laughs> within five days, I'm like, God, I love that idea. Um, <laughs> I love the charity component with our guest artists. Our guest artists not only come up with great designs, but like we launched, this is our fourth Christmas. And last year we've given a total of $30,000 to charities. Oh, wow. And, um, so I like, I love that part. Like that's yeah. super cool. Um, and I love the artwork and I love my stores. We're in 250 stores now and working Amazing. with stores and them being like a sales force for good and like be totally being on team bobble is mm-hmm. huge for me. Um, I feel like the majority of my stores feel like they are on my team. I mean, I feel that they're on my team, but I also feel that they feel like they're on my team. Which yeah. Is they're part of it. Feeling. Yes. So what's your least favorite part then? <laughs> Accounting? No. That's, that's, no, that's literally what most people say on this. They're like the number stuff or like the, the desk work stuff. It's really the, the account. It's just the reconciling the bank accounts every month. And yeah. I'm, I'm like looking at outsourcing it, but I just don't know if that's the best route to take because then I, I like knowing my numbers. And I also really, I don't like disappointing anyone. You know, I always want everyone to be a hundred percent happy with like me and my business. And that's been hard with stores because I have to try and keep up with like which stores are where and, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. there are some yeah. drama the zip code stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That has nothing to do with me and I know nothing about it until yeah. they like come at me and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So, um, I don't like any, I, there's not a lot of drama surrounding me, but you can tell if there's anything happening that day. Cause I'll be like pacing the floor being like, I want to make everybody happy. <laughs> Definitely. Now, what's one tip you have for someone wanting to start their own business? Do it. Do it. Um, You can't be embarrassed. Like, trust me, I sell miniature stockings for a living. You know (laughs) how many blank faces I get? Like, (gasps) now it's kind of cool because now, like, a lot of people know about them. (laughs) But. I mean, a lot of times, like I walk into coffee with, you know, like a morning parent thing to meet like the kid and people say, what do you do? And I'm like, I sell miniature Christmas stockings. <laughs> They're like, least, like, there'll be like one mom being like, oh, I know what you do. And I'm like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's um, so funny. So you just have to, no matter how like sort of embarrassing it might sound your idea, like no idea is dumb. Yeah. It's just not that you can make anything happen. <laughs> no, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about like growth. Like you've grown a lot, I feel like, since you've (laughs) launched Um, and like management in general. Like, do you have any tips to use like, I don't know, an app or you said you're a big list maker, like anything for managing stuff? My staff would probably laugh at me. I have not. (laughs) I think I'm organized. You know, you can only grow, you know, we're kind of at this tipping point with our company where it's like, we're going to have to get some systems in place next year. Um, you know, hire, hire someone for help. Mm-hmm. I did not for the, this is my first year having help in Atlanta. Okay. Um, last year I, I have this written down last year. I sold 5,000 stockings online, something like that. And mm-hmm. I wrote thank you notes by myself for every single one. Oh my gosh. And I still try and write all of the thank you notes. Um, but it is, it is challenging. Like, that's a lot yeah. to take on. But I believe that bobble stockings deserve a handwritten thank you note. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I love a handwritten thank you note. But that, your wrist, I mean, because you probably get hit all at once around this time of year. <laughs> just up here, just like <laughs> writing thank you notes as fast as I can. And my handwriting's terrible anyway, so I don't feel that bad that they're not super organized. Um, 
But yeah, get help. And it's not as painful as you think it is. Like I was pretty worried about the cost of help. And I think it's been worth every single penny. Um, and I also think if you're debating getting a PR company, get one. Mm-hmm. Just, just get it. Like my PR company, I, I think I started to touch on it and then I, I went off in another direction. Um, I love my PR company. I think if people, you talk to people who love their PR companies, they are obsessed, right? Like yeah. there's a reason you stick with your PR company and that's because they do a really good job at their job. And it's a job that if you think you can do it, no, you can't. You can't do it half as good as somebody who it's their job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a publicist um, full time. So I agree. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I I just, I think that there's just no, there's no words about it. I keep telling my team, I'm like, y'all should do a case study on me. I'll give you all my numbers. Yeah. Y'all came on and what we've done. Like, um, I, I just love them going to bat for me and they know how to do it better than, than a business owner. Like even as someone who majored in PR, um, I, I can't stress that enough. They have made a huge impact in my company. Definitely. So now I have some like short answer sort of questions. Um, what are some of your favorite small businesses to shop and support? Ooh, I have a few favorites. Um, do you know Twinks? No. Twinks is the bra company. They make oh. like really cute, cute bras, but then they like, they make like a cute bra. It's called the Nah Bra. It's like, it's so you can't see the VCL, the, the what is it? The visual cup line. Oh, wait, I need to look into this. Okay. Um, Twinks. And then, and then they have this like, uh, this like, what is it, a loungewear suit, but it's got like a okay. built-in bra and I wear it. Like if you ever see me p- posting at night in my office, I'm always wearing, I'm always <laughs> wearing it every time. Um, okay. I'm looking into this. <laughs> and then my favorite, it's, it's got a double, let me think. It's got a double, double in, I think. Yeah. yeah. T- Cause it's made by twins. T-W-I-N-N-K-S. Um, so I love them. And then also my favorite jewelry is Lily Dawkin. Have you heard of her? So she's yes. out of Nashville and I am obsessed. She's part of Deep South Social, which is like a conglomerate of small businesses that I like. Oh, awesome. Um, and then let's see. I've got, I don't know. I've got a ton that I, that I really enjoy. Um, there's always... The artists like Kelly Fielden, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need some artwork. Kelly Fielden is the best. I love yeah. her. I mean, there's so many great artists, but I really, I think Kelly's got something for everybody. Um, for Pete's sake, Pottery, she is a guest artist for next year. Susan, who owns oh, that. Oh, yay. I love Susan. And I've interviewed her on here. Yes. Yeah, so she is like, I think I'm a cheerleader. I think I, I think oh, if I'm a cheerleader, Susan's like the cheerleading captain. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like a biggest supporter of female-owned businesses and i'm actually drinking out of one of her mugs right now um fear of tiffany custard yes she makes earrings so tiffany is a a high school friend of mine oh and she's who i called when i launched my business to be like how do you launch a business (laughs) um and let's do let's think about one more oh susan gordon i'll put her in as my last one because i just love susan so much her stuff's beautiful as well so we can get it. It sells out so fast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? Like, how would you describe preppy in these modern times? Oh, see, I think preppy is like a state of mind. Like, it's like a feel good. Like, when I feel like I'm feeling preppy, it's like I got a, a pep in my step. Yeah. <laughs> a prep in your step now. <laughs> is that a weird thing to say? No, I get it. I totally like, get I it. I feel like preppy is so fresh. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't think if preppy is frowning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's happy. It's a state of mind. <laughs> For sure. So what is your favorite part about the holidays besides bobble stockings? But like, is there anything else that like you love about the holidays? I do, or- I do all the things. Like I do. I We have, we have au pairs come come live with us. Uh-huh. And it is my excuse to be like, we must sign up for all the light shows and all the teas and all, they must see what it's like. And my husband's like, it's the same every year. I'm like, I don't care. They have to see it. Um, so like this year, it's the first time I'm taking my daughter. I take my daughter on dates during Christmas. Aww. Some one-on-ones, but I'm taking her to the St. Regis is having tea with Santa and a store called Lucy's Market here in Atlanta is doing like the gift store at it. And so okay. mostly I want to see Lucy's gift shop because I know it'll be over the top. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. There's just so many fun things to do at Christmas. Yeah. And just make you feel warm and fuzzy for as long. Like I love a good long Christmas season too. You know when mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's like kind of early? So you get like, yeah. a, like this year, I think Thanksgiving's late. I think we have less, less like weekends. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a short one, but that means that maybe it'll be a super long one next year. Next time, for sure. <laughs> I love that. So what's next for you? I know we talked about, you know, some upcoming collaborations. Like anything else you want to tell everyone so they can look out for or keep in mind? Ooh, I, I bet my PR company is wondering the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you doing? I feel like this year we came out with so much new stuff that I like. Ha- I've, I've been so frantic getting it together that I'm like, what is next? Yeah. Um, we we have a cool. I, follow me on Instagram because we have so many surprises in store. <laughs> During this season, like pretty much every week through November and December, we have some sort of big big announcement or celebration oh. or. Um, somebody doing something cool with somebody cool. Uh, but I can't really tell them because I only have, you know, this is my six weeks. Yeah. No, it's fine. I get it. So now my final question is where can people find you? Let everyone know like your website address, your social media handles. That way they can follow along, shop and support you. Y'all can find us at uh, on Instagram at Bobble Stockings with an S on the end, B-A-U-B-L-E, stockings, like a Christmas stocking. Um, and then we're in about 250 stores across the country. I've got a Google map that I'll be sharing uh, in our stories and in our square um, later in the season. But you can always DM me and say, what's the local, what's my local store and tell me your zip code and I'll find you your closest retailer. I love that. And your website is BobbleStockings.com, right? Yes, BobbleStockings.com. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kate. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 